And welcome to the Power Nine podcast. My name is Mick. I'm one of your hosts, and sitting across from me is the wonderful and beautiful <laughs> Nuno Cunha. So this show is about conversations, having conv- casual conversations about the card game that we all love and cherish. That is called Magic: The Gathering. All right. So we're kind of new to the podcast scene, and uh, I guess it's the first time we're recording. And we have our friend Bal here to help us with uh, some of the equipment. Uh, yeah, so just to start it off, we're having a special episode zero to introduce ourselves. Uh, yeah, and say hi, Nuno. Hi, everyone. Yeah. How's it going? Excellent. Okay, so uh, let's do some introductions. Maybe, Nuno, why don't you introduce yourself, where you're from, and uh, yeah, what what. Okay, so where you're from, maybe what formats you play, and uh, I guess we'll try the first time that you played Magic. Okay, so I'm Nuno, I'm from, uh, I'm from Portugal. Uh, I started playing roughly 12 years ago. Uh, some older kids at school used to, uh, to play. Um, they weren't the best teachers though, because they used to think that exiling cards meant reanimating them. So the, <laughs> I yeah, got cheated more, more than once there. Um, but yeah, so I played for uh, for a few years back then until uh, playing Archaeos. I uh, got a, a little bit competitive, played some PTQs. Uh, and then I stopped playing for many years. And then I, I've been back for two years now, uh, full-time. Uh, full-time. Full-time That's playing it. Magic. Uh, now starting to record some podcasts with Mick. Uh, and yeah, and just uh, this earlier this year, I became a level one judge. So... Oh, earlier this year. This year, All yeah. All right, fine, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah February. Uh, so that's been really good, and that's increased my contact with the game, I guess. Uh, got to know a lot of cool people. So yeah, uh, and I think this uh, this is a way to sort of give something back to the community. Uh, and I, I, I love to hear how you got started with Magic. Uh, okay, so... Uh, right, my name's Mick. I'm from Singapore, and if you didn't know, we're recording from Porto, right. in the heart of Porto, somewhere. <laughs> uh, come find us. Um, so, I'm a level one judge, and I just became a level one judge, I think, somewhere in May, uh, with, you know, from, uh, with the help of some friends from Poland. And, um, oh, so you became a judge this year as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I sat for the sat for the test. I didn't score as well as I thought I should. <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I hail from Singapore, and um, yeah, I'm here in Europe. Um, you know, uh, experiencing Europe as it is, and uh, you know, being here in Porto is fantastic because there's this wonderful magic community. Uh, that I that I found I don't think I think I'll find it elsewhere but I'm pretty lucky to find it here uh, so the first time I played Magic is uh, back in secondary school I was 15? no younger mm-hmm. uh, 13, 13 probably 13 yeah okay. and um so everyone was like everyone's playing it. I remember being introduced to it in primary school, uh, when I was eleven, and like some of the kids were playing it, and like, "Ooh, it's so cool!" And they would 
confiscate your decks because they thought it was demonic. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the I don't know <laughs> Asian Asians, you know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I started playing during that during that time during the rough cycle. I played the uh, Urza's uh, Urza Saga, Urza's Legacy, Urza's, De- Urza's Destiny, and then I stopped for a really long time because uh, you know it it was way too expensive to yeah cards, same yeah. reason i stopped I, I was in school i didn't have any money <laughs> yeah exactly pocket money you know my mom would my mom would not give me enough money and i had to resort to i had to resort to selling cards right uh which i got caught uh, long story well maybe we'll bring it up in another podcast but uh and so i started again uh because of a friend of mine and that was during the rise of a drazi uh, and started again with the um, what you call it the pre-release right yeah where they were giving out shiny emrakuls <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I've been playing since um, big on big on um, commander and uh, started getting into standard again standard's been on and off I played standard during the Innistrad block uh, you know and played it during um, what's the one with Silverblade Paladin that was in a strap block, right? That was in a strap block. Yeah, yeah, I had I had two decks for in a strap block. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, yeah, and and I quit for a while, and then now I'm playing standard again with monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> Everybody loves the monkeys. I last time I played standard was actually during the uh, the time spiral block. I played uh, slivers in a. I played slivers in standard, and I I actually got to beat uh, Dragonstorm, which was pretty big back then. Dragonstorm. Yeah, it was the Rite of Flame combo that you got. You just play a bunch of rituals and then you Dragonstorm and you go and get four Bogard and Hellkites and you, you kill the other guy because... I instantly, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Goodness. So cheap win. <laughs> yeah, but my deck had like lifelink slivers and had Soltari Priests which had protection from red so they uh, couldn't okay. kill them either. So it was just like <laughs> a homebrew that got there. Um yeah, but these days I just I I mostly play cube. I really enjoy drafting. Yeah, your cube got featured on uh on uh yeah, it was, website, right? Yeah, it was. It was during uh, GP Manchester earlier this year. I, I got interviewed by one of the coverage guys. So what's so special slash weird about your cube then? Yeah, so I wanted to create a unique format because I really enjoy drafting and I wanted it to be somehow unique from other cubes. So mine doesn't have any creature cards, which is kind of weird. <laughs> initially, That's ridiculous. That's not weird. That is somewhat ludicrous. Yeah, initially it had one creature. It had Biovisionary because it was just a win con, and I thought it was really interesting. And so you could, one of the uh, the archetypes, so to speak, in, in the cube used to be drafting Biovisionary, one or both in the cube, uh, and then just making copies of it and winning the game. But uh, no one ever drafted it. Uh, so I just took it out and went to having just no creatures. No love for Biovisionary, like usual. Yeah, I tried <laughs> I tried to force it a couple of times, but it's just very weak. Because there is burn in the deck and there's milling. And there are just like a few other archetypes that will have ways to disrupt the, uh, the Biovisionary combo, if you can call it that. <laughs> yeah, like just a cut, uh, I don't know, just a removal just a lightning spell. Strike, Any removal yeah, yeah, yeah. spell. And they'll be gone. Uh, yeah. Okay, so how about this? What's your favorite magic card? What's the yeah? What is the one magic card that you covered so much? My favorite magic card is Jareth Leonin Titan, just because it's 
it's a lion and it's a gladiator and it's like this huge statue and back when i was a kid so i started playing just before onslaught and then i, I first saw that card it was a four seven creature that could potentially have protection from all colors uh-huh. and also it got really really big when it blocked this was back when i enjoyed playing with creatures by the way um <laughs> so obviously these days my favorite card to cast is not a creature it has to be something like epic experiment ish yeah epic experiment is cool <laughs> i had one cube draft uh it, well in my cube where i i drafted a storm deck with no storm cards but i had <laughs> i had epic experiment and exactly 21 points of burn in my deck yeah definitely. so what i did was i i cast epic experiment and copy it with um with Chandra, the uh, Firebrand, and I, I just epic experiment for the, my entire deck and deal them twenty one damage. <laughs> you uh, don't obviously, death? no. Sorry, you don't library death from that. Yeah, it's just exile. Ex- yeah, it's outside, just exile. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Except like if they ever won, gained more than two points of life, and or more than one really. You know, if they <laughs> if they ever gained two life, they were just and then you just like flip your cards over and nope. Yeah, pretty much. Walk away. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. I I also enjoy like watching Legacy occasionally and uh, playing it a little bit. Uh, I'm missing a few cards, but uh, I, I I could uh, get a Legacy deck together. Yeah, you don't play. Yeah, I noticed you don't play any of the constructor formats. Like right no, now. I I I play Modern every now and again because I do have the deck. But it's I I I struggle to find the deck that I really like in Modern. Um, I usually I enjoy playing control, but it just feels weak. N- now the gift um, dig through time is uh, here. It's a little bit different because it's really powerful. Yeah, man, that card. More is on crazy that later, bonkers. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that card is crazy bonkers. Yeah, control has gotten a little bit better, so maybe I will give it a go again. But uh, yeah, it's just been I, every now and again I'll get my modern deck together and I'll play it and I'll just feel like there's something missing. And so, then stop playing again. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, because whenever I... So, for example, when I draft Kens, I'm always super excited because... Especially when I uh, Secret Plans uh, ends up in my pool. Uh-huh. So if I draft Secret Plans, I'm super excited. So, Kens is actually interesting to draft. I hated Theros. I really enjoyed Return to Ravnica, which was when I came back to play Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if I'm excited about the format, I'll play it. But uh, standard, standard just seems... I don't know boring yeah it seems a yeah, little it's boring black green uh it's what black blue control and uh sedisi whip yeah, and abzan jeskai jeskai is interesting actually well the jeskai tokens out, deck yeah, yeah. They just came out with it and we'll talk about it in the in the, the first episode well technically this is the first episode well the episode one the pilot yeah, this, this is the, the pilot. pilot uh man i had another question oh man I forgot. what's your favorite oh. card my oh my favorite card oh goodness man i gotta dig deep is it the monkey no <laughs> no although although that that deserves like a shout out like, yeah <laughs> hooting mandrills hooting mandrills is sick honorable oh, mention then honorable yeah. mention yeah yeah uh i guess sentimental value sentimental value wise it should be uh nisa nisa the, the first one yeah Rav- nisa ravine yeah. ravine yeah because uh, that was the first Planeswalker I opened and that was uh, when I got back into playing Magic right. and I had no bloody clue what, <laughs> what Planeswalkers were like what's this number in the corner my friend tried to explain it I'm like no this seems a bit broken 
It just seems a bit broken. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of seems a bit broken. And the very next set, they you know they crack open. Um, what's his name? Jay's, Jay's the mind Jay's sculptor. Mind sculptor. <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah, I did guess that seem broken to you? The <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that's my favorite card. Um, uh, Do you own any? I I have one. Yeah, it's the one. That the I one you open. open? Yeah. I Good. I never sell away my planeswalkers. Uh, yeah, I. It took collect. me ten years to get a a Jareth. Jareth, Jareth foil, right? Yeah, the foil Jareth. <laughs> I finally got it when Gate Crash came out. A friend of mine just casually had one and neglected to mention it to me, even though everyone knew it was my favorite card. <laughs> like from the guys uh, that were were playing with me at the, at the time. And I one day I cracked up blind obedience, and he goes, "Oh, I really want that for standard. Do you want to trade it to me? I sure. Let me have sure. a look at your." binder and there it is the foil jareth and i just go crazy and yeah he agrees to trade it so that was really good okay i remember the question now uh right so since you become a judge right like where's the i mean you've been i'm guessing you've been judging uh, since i've become a judge i haven't judged any tournaments yet maybe one okay not you know so what's uh you know what's your favorite um, place to go judging or what was your favorite tournament to judge since then okay so actually for the the past four years i i've been uh, I, I lived in london so and that's where i got certified because i so i studied in london for four years i studied physics and um i started playing there two years ago and i got certified there so for for the uh yeah from february to june i was judging at a, a shop in london called dark sphere uh, which is an incredible place. Like, the store is really cool. Everyone there is awesome. They treat me really well. Um, so I think my favorite tournament to judge was uh, when I had the uh, Bazaar of Moxon trials there because I got to see Legacy and Vintage. I, I got to judge a Legacy tournament and a Vintage tournament oh, on, the, on the same day. Which that, was, right? Yeah, that was that was really really cool because everyone had Power Nine, you know, in their decks. <laughs> uh, so I got to we, see a we, bunch of cards that I'd never seen before, uh, live anyway. Uh, well, you never knew it might be proxies. You didn't like go up to it and like take it out of the sleeve and lick it. No, uh, this is so what actually, Black Lotus tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I was actually afraid to sort of like you know <laughs> piss these people off because they'd invested so much into these decks. No, it was it was really cool. Everyone was uh, they were all my friends, so they were they were all excited to explain me how to, what sort of degenerate combos they had in their deck. <laughs> I uh, can imagine. Legacy is Legacy has always eluded me. I I watched the matches on uh, on the Magic Star on, City games, uh, Star City games right. on on um, the Magic YouTube channel, and man, how I. Oof, yeah, wait understand. until you see. Like in vintage, there was this guy who was so excited about this. His deck was basically playing Oath of Druids as as soon as he could. Uh -huh. well, you, do you know what that yeah, does? Yeah, 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 right. So at the beginning, uh, at the end of the other guy's turn, he gives him a token for, with Forbidden Archer. Okay. So at the beginning of his turn, he goes and gets a creature into play, and the only four creatures in his deck are uh, Runescar Demon, which Why comes into play and Diabolic Tutors. So he goes and gets a Runescar Demon into play for free because uh -huh. they're both of Druids. Yep. Goes and gets Time Walk, plays Time Walk, and he get the other guy gets another uh, token. Oh. And then for the for the following three uh, for the following four turns, all, all he does is play Time Walk again, however he can, with Greek Growths or whatever. 
Oh and man, and okay, so if you don't have a fossil wheel on hand, like you're yeah, kind of you're screwed. dead because he's yeah. just gonna go and get all of all four runes card demons into play. And by that time, you'd be dead. No, by the time he gets the third runes card demon, you're dead unless you got some life. Gain. Yeah, exactly. No, oh. no, because he gets the spirits right from Forbidden Archer, so he could block theoretically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah. True. So, but he only gets one per turn, and he gets a rune scar demon per turn. <laughs> so somehow this doesn't seem very balanced. But yeah, so the deck was super cool. Just all of a sudden, four demons. Uh, oh man, oh that's cute. Yeah, it is. It was cool. Rune scar demon of all things. Okay. Well, you could do it with Grizzlebrand as well and Emrakul, but it's that's too yeah, easy. It's not cool. Yeah, it's, it's too not easy. easy. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up here for our introductory episode of the Power 9 podcast. Um, so if you want to find us online, you can find us at power9podcast.wordpress.com. I'm going to change that to power9podcast.com, but don't search for it yet. I will get us there. Follow us on Facebook, we're Power 9 Podcast. Uh, and if you got any questions or any comments or... Uh, or you know things that you want us to discuss for the podcast, hit us up on Twitter at Power9Podcast. The 9 this time is a number 9 because Twitter only allows you 15 characters for your Twitter handle. I should have thought about this in <laughs> advance. Uh, but yeah, power, at Power9Podcast, the, the 9 is a 9 number. Uh, and so yeah, we're done with this episode. We'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Ciao.